0: My name is Scott McKay, and I think that if a man gives a woman flowers too soon and or too often, it's at best neutral and probably even detrimental to the relationship.
1: Well, my name is Emily McKay, and I think that women should be given flowers a lot more often than Scott thinks.
0: Finally, a topic where she and I don't exactly agree.
1: This is the War of the Roses on X and Y on the Fly.
0: Or, as we call it here in San Antonio during fiesta time, the Battle of the Flowers.
1: Either way, you're in for something completely different this time.
0: Stay tuned. From the mysterious, mist-and-shrouded, mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters, you're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast, with your hosts, Scott and Emily. Hello to everyone out there in podcast land. My name is Scott McKay, and this is episode number 28 of X and Y on the Fly.
1: And I'm your other host, Emily McKay.
0: And you know what? Tonight we're going to do something completely different.
1: We sure are. We're going to do the Battle of the Flowers.
0: The War of the Roses.
1: Absolutely.
0: No guests, no on-the-street interviews, no distractions, just Emily and I, mano a mano.
1: Oh, this will be good. Girls against guys.
0: Absolutely. Finally, everyone out there, we want you to know something. We've been doing these podcasts, and we get guests on, and... Everybody says, look, you guys script everything you do. This is just way too syrupy sweet. You guys agree on everything. And every time you get a podcast guest on, you all agree on the podcast. Yada, yada, yada. Well, tonight we've actually found something that she and I don't agree on.
1: Absolutely. Completely.
0: Well, not completely, but almost completely. But before we have a chance to go on to our main topic of the day. We have some housekeeping to do, don't we, Emily? We sure do. First of all, you know, we went to the doctor this week, and we were completely shocked. We know the gender of our kid already.
1: Oh, yeah. The doctor asked, would you like to know if you're having a boy or girl? And we're like, what?
0: After 13 weeks, we just totally didn't expect it. Uh
1: Uh-uh. And so we found out it is a...
0: It's a boy.
1: So Scott gets to call or name this boy.
0: Yeah, it's going to be Junior. His (laughs) name is going to be John Scott Makaja, Jr., And why such a silly name like Makaja, you might say? Well, as it turns out, his seventh great-grandfather, direct line, will have died at the Alamo and he's going to be born in San Antonio. So guys out there, give me a thumbs up. If your seventh great-grandfather died at the Alamo, you were a son of Texas and you were born in San Antonio and he had a name that was instantly recognizable like Makaja, wouldn't you at least want that to be the third name on your birth certificate? yeah i thought so thank you very much if he doesn't like that we can call him little scotty or john scott jr or something like that
1: yeah i got to call him something normal
0: <laughs> and what's that
1: john scott <laughs> okay
0: yo mckay yo, McKay. kid that's probably what he'll be called often if he's anything yeah little mac if he's uh that makes me big mac ouch oh. <laughs> the more big macs i eat the bigger a mac i'm gonna get and uh, so we're really, really thrilled about that. And we thank all of y'all who are asking us about that. You know, we had the deal where we thought it was going to be twins there for a while. Then we had a deal where we thought it might be two kids conceived at a different time because mm-hmm. you had a second amniotic sac. We've been through some crazy stuff. But we have. It, right now we have one little junior in there, and everything's healthy and happy. Yeah, he's growing wonderfully. Yeah, God bless that. We've also been asked something associated with our early podcast, and Emily, people were saying, hey, you know what, you guys jumped right into those early podcasts, then you up and retired the first 10 of them. We don't even know you guys. Have you ever done an intro cast or something that helps us get to know you better? Because all we really have to go on is the About You page at Deserve What You Want dot com. So what have we done?
1: We decided to do an intro cast.
0: Episode zero. And we've put that on our feed, and we recorded that for you, and If you go back into the feed on iTunes and you look at the very bottom of the list where episode, I guess, 10 is now, you'll find an episode zero below that, which will be designed to be the first one that new listeners to this podcast see. And if you're interested in learning more about us, we introduce ourselves in full there. And uh, another thing, Emily, is people have been asking how to support this podcast. We know a lot of podcasters out there have ways of donating to help support the podcast, PayPal or on their websites. We do not ask for donation support because Emily and I actually do this full time, as you know. So if you want to support this podcast, please go to www.deservewhatyouwant.com and take a look around. And we've just updated all the sub-links this week, so the thing's even prettier than ever, isn't it, Emily?
1: It sure is. You did a really nice job.
0: Hey, you weren't supposed to tell everybody I did it myself. You're supposed to think I hired some big-wig web developer for thousands Why would thousands you
1: do that if some, you do it better, faster?
0: She said it, not I. <laughs>
1: I might be biased, but...
0: (laughs) But anyway, you want to support this podcast, please go to www.deservewhatyouwant.com. Sign up for our newsletter. We will send you dating tips and tricks and special offers to your email box just about every week. And get in on our first book, which is Deserve What You Want, which you can do from that site. And we will give you a first month of our power sessions, either for men or women. Right, Emily? That's right. For free. So instead of asking for donations, we'd much rather give you something tangible and worthwhile.
1: Something you can actually use in your life.
0: Yes. And other people have asked us another interesting question. They say, you know, Emily and Scott, you give away so much information in your newsletters and on your podcast. How do I know that there's anything left for when I read your book or actually listen to Power Sessions? What would you say to those people, Emily?
1: We barely scratch the surface on any of this stuff, whether it be our our letters or whether it be our podcast. We're just barely getting started because the meat and potatoes is really in our material.
0: We pretty much are known for giving nonstop information. We had one person write us a testimonial unsolicited where they said, you know, the only crack I have in what you guys do in power sessions is I can't write fast enough. I have to keep putting the thing on pause so I can actually make the notes as quickly as you're spitting out the information.
1: Yes, I listened to your last Power Sessions for Men and you were just spitting one thing after another. I'm like, wait, I can't even keep up and I know this stuff.
0: See, my own bride here agrees. So definitely get involved with that. We thank you all for asking about that. And definitely with another mouth coming to feed, we need your support more than ever. www.deservewhatyouwant.com. Also, we do paperbacks. A lot of people don't know that. You can go to www.lulu.com, lul com .com, front slash X-A-N-D-Y. We also know further along in the housekeeping section of this podcast that some of you out there aren't just dating. You're actually in long-term relationships or married already. So we've taken another domain we have, which is www.powermonogamy.com, completely reorganized it. Although we've been known thus far for dating advice, now that we're married, we are hit up on a lot for, hey, what do I do when I'm already in a marriage, in a relationship? How do I make things even better? From now on, www.powermonogamy.com is just for y'all. We're going to talk about how to make your marriage better, how to keep things hot. And we've actually got a new product, a new CD set that's in the works that we'll be announcing For you all once it's closer to release.
1: Yeah. And what's interesting, we always get letters and emails asking us, how do I keep her attention? How do I keep his attention? Right. How do I keep that attraction?
0: And that's what we're going to be addressing. That's right. And the Dating Cast Minutes will still be on Power Monogamy for now, for those of you who have been going there to get our one-minute dating tips and advice every week. And something you may not know is that Rapid Fire audio series, that 72 Dating Tips Rapid Fire, is actually all those dating tips compiled into one piece, and we give that away free with every order.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing stuff.
0: So truly, Emily, nowadays...
1: We have something different for everybody, whether you're single, not dating, and wanting to date, to being in a relationship and wanting to keep it hot and going, (laughs) even to being married and wanting to keep that fire, or even reignite what you once had. Right. We have something for you.
0: There you go. So with that, let's get on to the main point of tonight's episode, that battle of the flowers. What do you say? Let's go for it. Here's the deal, see. We were talking the other day about men giving women flowers. And I think that that is really, really dangerous territory.
1: I don't. I think it's a very sweet gesture.
0: Well, I'm not completely against women getting flowers from men. And I do think it's a very, quote-unquote, sweet gesture. But that's exactly what's wrong with it. As soon as a guy starts giving flowers too early and too often in a relationship, the woman, first of all, is spoiled because she's come to expect that. So he's going to have to keep this up for the entire life of the relationship. And... It also says that he is the one trying to earn her and he's giving her a bunch of presents all the time. And often it's not reciprocated. That's the way the guy, as a male leader, has presented things from the very beginning.
1: Would you like for us to give you all flowers? You want us to reciprocate you guys with flowers?
0: Well, no. That's what I'm saying. Guys, don't expect flowers from women.
1: If we were to give you flowers, you'd be insulted.
0: I don't know about insulted. We just don't want it.
1: Well, see? All
0: right. Here's a question for you. What happens when a guy is on a first date with a woman, and he hasn't even met her yet, maybe it's a blind date or they met online, and he shows up at her door with flowers the first time he's ever met her? What's she going to think?
1: Well, it depends on the woman. Different women have different viewpoints on this. I personally don't take offense to it. I think it's a very sweet thing for him to have done. I like it.
0: Well, I personally know women who were creeped out by it.
1: And I met women like that, too. That's why I say it. Different women have different opinions on that.
0: But you wouldn't personally be creeped out by that.
1: I would not be creeped out, it, especially if I know or sense that he's not doing it to make me feel obligated to go to bed with him.
0: Well, why else would he be doing it? Just because, because he's nice and he yeah. wants to impress you?
1: Yes. Because he's needy it's and clingy? It's uh, Come on. It's traditional.
0: Let me ask you this. If a guy brings a woman flowers on the first date. All right. Was that necessary to make the positive impression? No. Well, then I would say this. I think it's futile for a guy to bring flowers to the first date because the only thing that potentially would happen because he brought flowers compared to not bringing flowers is that he offends her and creeps her out. If he doesn't bring flowers, he has every chance at making this woman like him on the first date.
1: Well, you know, if you could think of it differently, if a woman gets creeped out by this and thinks the worst Or every time someone does something for her and she always thinks the worst motives in people, two things are going on. Either she's just a very mistrusting person or she's a mistrusting person because she is a distrustful person. Why would you want to be with somebody who's always going to think that your motives are always wrong?
0: Oh, I don't think it's completely unreasonable for her to be creeped out. Look at what happens in online profiles, on online dating, when a guy writes a first email to a woman that's this long, drawn-out, needy story. Does a woman not feel creeped out by that?
1: Well, yes.
0: It's for the same reason. Because he is trying to impress her. He's trying to do something that buys her affection. Something other than his own personality, something other than who he is, is what he's putting forth as the first impression. I disagree. So if a guy brings you flowers, spends a lot of money on you, you're thinking, you're thinking it will help his cause on a first date. It's not just neutral.
1: It's not just neutral. Because I think that he's doing this as a kindness on his part, you know, following the traditional roles, trying to show respect for me as being a woman and trying to make me feel good, make me feel like a princess. There's nothing wrong with that. In contrast to a man who doesn't bring me nothing and takes me to Wendy's and expects me to be thankful and to kiss his feet for it. (laughs)
0: well all right i think that's fair that's a good point
1: mind you i've had that happen well
0: well i think it's crossed all of our minds at some point but i'll tell you something i am not going to agree with a guy who is a total cheapskate i think that's another (laughs) whole argument i don't think you pick up a woman and have nothing to offer as far as a good time now you can go do something that doesn't involve a lot of money But I think if you're absolutely telegraphing that you're cheap by taking her to McDonald's or something, then you're stereotypically telegraphing that you're cheap. And I do think that that's okay for a woman to say, my gosh, you know, does this guy not respect me any more than that? But I have a question for you. What's that? (laughs) You said that the guy brings a woman something and you feel like a princess. You feel like a queen. You feel respected. What should a woman be giving a guy on the first date? How do I feel like a prince? How are you going to make me feel respected? What are you coming to the door with when I pick you up, girly?
1: So if you're going to give me flowers, is there going to be a motive behind it? You can't just do it out of the kindness of your heart?
0: Answer the question. (laughs) This is a debate, and you're going to answer that last question.
1: Well, what in the world could I possibly give you that would come across as normal?
0: That's my whole point.
1: There is nothing.
0: There is nothing.
1: If there were, I would.
0: That's right. Women do not answer the door with a brand new set of, uh, you know, Texas Hold'em poker chips for the guy. (laughs) Or a set of Crossfire spark plugs for his motorcycle. They're not going to do that. Why? Because what is a woman saying to herself? She's saying, if you're not impressed with me for who I am, then there's not going to be a second date, and that's okay with me. Why? Because there's other fish in the sea. (laughs) How come a guy needs to show up at the door with something for the woman?
1: Because it's just tradition.
0: Tradition? Where has tradition gotten us? Tradition has gotten us and a bunch of guys who are red blooded, good men like myself dateless. <laughs> Because the woman is saying, oh, my gosh, this guy can't just impress me with who he is. He's got to come with all this creepy flowers or worse, even candy, because who he is isn't good enough. He's got to try to impress me otherwise.
1: Well, that's his job to be or to show her who he is on that
0: date. Above and beyond the flowers.
1: Right. The flowers are just simply a nice gesture. Well,
0: I'll tell you this, okay? I have given women flowers on first dates before. And? In the past. And you know what? I would say that I have not met a woman who was creeped out by it and didn't want the second date. But then again, since I have learned more about what women really, really want from a guy and how to be congruent, how to be masculine, how to be a guy who makes her feel safe in his presence, I've gotten a lot more second dates without flowers at all on first dates than I ever got when I was out there trying to buy women's affection.
1: I'm not saying that on a first date you have to bring flowers to make the date go well.
0: I don't hear you saying that, actually.
1: No, but you know, somewhere along the line in your relationship, you're going to have to bring flowers as a gesture of your appreciation.
0: Well, you know what, Emily? Somewhere along the relationship, I think a woman is going to have to bring me, um, oh, I don't know. How about a nice nice (laughs) iPod? How about a nice fifth of Johnny Walker blue? That would cut it. I mean, you know what? I think I would give you a second date if you brought me some Johnny Walker blue. Oh, no.
1: That's awful expensive compared to roses.
0: Well, let me tell you something. The world may never know exactly whether a rose or flowers on the first date is really, really going to make a difference or not. But I am going to maintain that it is unnecessary at best for a guy to bring roses or flowers at all on the first date.
1: Well, this is what I say on first day. It doesn't hurt not to bring flowers, but if you are going to bring flowers, keep it simple. Keep it very modest. Don't make it big and elaborate because, yes, you will creep a woman out.
0: Okay, now here's something else. On to the next one, okay? Question number two. And feel free to add your own mm, questions no, 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 here. No. It's can... my turn to uh, ask the okay, question. all right. Go for it.
1: Okay. You had mentioned earlier that if you give a woman flowers too often, that you'll spoil her, and she's going to expect from that point on all these wonderful things.
0: Yeah, well... I don't think it's wrong for a woman to expect wonderful things. It's just, is a guy setting himself up for something that he can't sustain? Is he setting himself up for flower failure, floral failure, by doing this later?
1: That can happen.
0: Well, finish your question. I think I interrupted your question.
1: Well, yeah. Well, that was my question.
0: We do think too much alike. We finish each other's thoughts and we're not even interrupting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway. Uh, back to those flowers and spoiling the woman. <laughs> I do
0: want you to elaborate. Do Go all
1: on. are all women made of the same cloth that they're all gonna be spoiled brats by the time you bring them flowers. I in.
0: don't think it is about a woman being a spoiled brat at all. I don't think she's a brat. I think she's perfectly reasonable in her expectation that if something is set as a standard at the beginning of a relationship that it's not going to end, that it's not gonna be lessened.
1: I don't think we have unreal expectations if a man brings me flowers on a first date i'm not going to expect him to bring one or bring flowers on every single date
0: but if a guy does it too often and then suddenly stops doing it as often are you not going to have this little inkling cross your mind that maybe he's starting to lose his affection for me maybe he doesn't like me as
1: much. if he's changing the way he's doing things he's incongruent well that's true and that's, that's a pitfall, you know? Mm-hmm. Whatever you're going to be doing six months or a year from now is what you should be doing today. If you're not going to be bringing her flowers six months from now ever right. again, that's right. don't be in full doing it in the beginning. That's right. But if you're a man who just loves to give women flowers and love to make them feel good, and a year from now, two years from now, or if things did work out, you'll still bring her flowers once a week or once a year or mm-hmm. once a month.
0: Right.
1: Whatever that pattern is that you have as normal... That's what should be in the very beginning of your dating.
0: Oh, well, I agree with that.
1: You've got to be consistent. Because, yes, the woman will have that little inkling in her head like, what's wrong?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, is Absolutely. there something
1: wrong in a relationship? Something, Something's changed.
0: Well, you know, we have this situation, and we've heard about it from several different guys over email and in the context of coaching, where he'll go like this. Look, I met this woman, and I really had the greatest first date with her. So... The following Monday, I had roses delivered to work. And, hey, hey, they weren't red roses. They were white. And I explained to her that, hey, you know what? This is just white roses, yada, yada, yada. And what does the guy get his response every time that happens?
1: Aw.
0: Aren't you sweet? sweet? And my favorite example is, oh, my girlfriends think you're just so, so nice and sweet.
1: Oh, the girls were jealous.
0: Yes, the girls were so jealous. She offloads it onto a third party. Rather than committing to some kind of answer herself. Why? Because she's uncomfortable with the fact that there's only been one stinking date and this guy is spending, what is it now to get a dozen roses delivered? I bet you in most metro areas it's upwards of 75 bucks to get that done.
1: If not more, depending if on the time more. of the year.
0: Completely unnecessary. At best... Here's what I postulate. My theory is that if you send flowers to a woman after one date, she is at best going to say, okay, well, that was nice, but completely unnecessary. Moreover, I think that there's a bigger risk, a greater risk that a woman is going to say, well, gosh, I already own this guy. He's already falling in love with me after one date. I need to back off. I need to take things a little slower. So, that
1: may not feel the way he does.
0: Yes, the guy is shooting himself in the foot when he thinks he's doing something to try to attract her.
1: You know, in one of the cases that you just mentioned, it turned out good for him. But I will admit, he took a huge risk. Let's put it this way. The risk far outweighed the possibilities of it being positive.
0: Well, that's no fun. You're agreeing with me.
1: I agree with you here. Because even though it turned out good in this particular case, um, the risk was too high. If he had not sent her flowers, it wouldn't have hurt his case anymore.
0: I couldn't agree more with that.
1: Of course, you know, a week later after they would had a couple of dates wouldn't hurt
0: he'll have to do it again.
1: No, he would not.
0: Uh, Is that woman not going to think, wait a minute, he's trying to get me to have sex with him?
1: If they've gone on a few dates, he can get away with it.
0: What, the sex or the flowers?
1: (laughs) It depends. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right, here's another one, okay? All right, I'm out to dinner with you. I've taken you to some nice romantic restaurant. Again, some other cost structure that I probably can't maintain forever. And one of those guys inevitably comes around with a handful of roses and says, look, here's a rose. Are you not going to buy your date one?
1: Well, you should.
0: Am I obligated to give that guy whatever he wants? Or can I say, you know what, I am not going to bow down to some guy telling me when I should buy this woman a rose or not.
1: You have no idea. Look at it from the woman's perspective. Okay. It really does feel great, really wonderful when a guy does that. You know what I'm going to do? For several reasons. I'm going to
0: start a business. Why? Tell me, tell me your reasons first. This I got to hear.
1: <laughs> well, you know, first of all, you have all these women around you who don't have flowers.
0: Mm, oh, yeah. The odious comparison factor. Yes. My boyfriend's better than yours because he gave that guy $3 <laughs> for the rose when he came around to my table.
1: And you know, my boyfriend wouldn't be a cheapskate either because what's $3? It's going to kill him? To buy me a $3 rose.
0: Such manipulation. And
1: i worth $3 for a simple rose to say, you know, I'm having a great time. Here's a rose.
0: Go ahead. You have more points.
1: That was my point.
0: That was was it. Yes. You know what? Like I said, I'm going into business. You know what I'm going to do? Sell flowers. No. (laughs) I'm going to come around and get into women's faces when they're out on dates with guys.
1: And And I'm going
0: to have six packs of Heineken and six packs of uh, Sam Adams beer. And I'm going to say, aren't you going to buy your guy a beer? What kind of woman are you? He took you out on this great date. Don't you think you should at least buy his beer for him? Come on. So that the guy raises his eyebrows, looks at the woman and goes, okay, chickie, are you going to uh, treat me with some respect and buy me a beer here or not? There's a collective audience of several thousand people who listen to X and Y on the fly out there right now going, there's not a chance. That's not how it works, baba. The woman isn't supposed to buy the guy something. The guy's supposed to buy the woman something. And see, that's what's inherently wrong with this whole no, process. No, I don't my, think so.
1: My, I'll see, tell you why.
0: What I'm talking about is preposterous and you'll never see it happen. And the reason <laughs> why is because we have a cultural problem.
1: Well, you see, in our culture, the man is the provider. So naturally it would be okay for him to spend the money to take us out to dinner and if if a woman comes by with a whole thing of flowers to sell him a $3 rose, whatever, because it's convenient, then that's fine. But what's to obligate a woman to have to treat him to everything? Especially if she's a single mom struggling.
0: What if he makes minimum wage and is struggling? Does he not have the right to go out with a decent woman? If he can't come up with the cash to buy $3 roses here and there and expensive dinners?
1: Well, don't take me to an expensive dinner.
0: Well, that's my point exactly from the get-go. But can buy me a $3 to <laughs> you
1: know, Take me someplace simply that you can afford. Or you know, even take me someplace and you know, make a picnic out in the park. That doesn't cost nothing. He has to eat anyway.
0: Okay, so let's say someone's in a longer-term relationship. We've already decided we like each other, and we're going to go forward with this. Is the guy the one bringing the presents and the little gifts and the sweet nothings like that to women all the time?
1: Women should be doing little sweet nothings for a guy.
0: Should a woman be buying presents for guys as often as the guy buys presents for her? Flowers, candy, beanie babies, whatever it is the woman wants.
1: Well, this is the problem I have right here.
0: Bath and body works.
1: If you're keeping track and keeping count of what you get and don't get, then you have some issues.
0: I think that's a good point.
1: Because when you give gifts, I have a friend, she's just so awesome. She'd always say, gifts don't come for free. And you know what? Nine times out of ten, it's so true. Because people do not know how to give a gift, and that's why people don't like accepting gifts, because people don't know how to give a gift.
0: They give a gift with
1: a motive, with something in return.
0: I think you can tell how selfish a person is by their unwillingness to accept a gift from you. I think people who are inherently selfish believe exactly the way you just said. In other words, oh, if someone's giving me something, they're going to expect something. And I don't feel like giving anything because I'm I'm really selfish, so I'm not going to accept either because that would mean I'm obligated. That's true. But if you really believe that giving is better than receiving and more blessed and you are depriving someone of an ability to feel good and a chance to really have their heart filled with joy by giving you something if you reject them when they give you gifts.
1: Yeah, that's just terrible. If someone gives you a gift, you should know how to accept it. But when you're giving a gift, it should be done from the heart to bring somebody joy. right? Not so that they can reciprocate something in return. Because if you're expecting a reciprocation... Yes, Don't bother giving the gift. Yes. Because you're giving it out of false motives. You're doing it for the wrong reasons.
0: Yes, but in the context of a relationship where people know each other, it shouldn't be so one-sided. Even though you're not keeping score, you should be able to tell that these people do give to each other.
1: Both parties should be giving to each other. No one should be keeping track or keeping record.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't keep this ledger. (laughs) That sounds silly. Yeah.
1: And, you know, people view gifts differently. You know, getting a little card from, you know, the card shop and saying, you know, these sweet little nothings and giving it to someone. That's a gift. But someone else might look at it and go, it's a piece of paper. This isn't an iPod or this isn't some nice little gift that you should be getting me. Or, you know, if a woman goes to the grocery store and bought her guy a six-pack of his favorite beer and came home. Oh, you're going to
0: bring that up, are you?
1: Yes. And just say, well, that's not a gift.
0: Let me share something with the podcast audience. Emily was complaining to me not that awful long ago that I'd only brought her flowers like four or five times total in the entire time that I've ever known her. Yes. And what was my comeback?
1: You never get me anything.
0: Yeah. When was the time you've ever given me anything? And again, not that I'm keeping score. It's just that if you're going to bring this up in the context of a complaint environment, (laughs) you know, if you're bringing this to the Department of Complaints, then I have the right to say, okay, well. What have you ever given me? Yeah, what was your we response? we settled the
1: argument, didn't we?
0: What was your response?
1: I always give you things. You uh, just don't, you didn't acknowledge them.
0: A six-pack of beer you brought me from the grocery store while you were already doing shopping.
1: I did that because we were tight on our budget, and you hadn't had your favorite beer in a long time, and I thought it would be a nice gesture.
0: Well, I think it's a nice gesture, but it's groceries.
1: No, I get you not. groceries
0: all the time, no, and I, I don't, don't even count that as presents.
1: No, no, no. There's a difference between groceries, and there's a difference between splurging, because I didn't have to buy beer.
0: Well, you know what? I might have to concede this one to you. And
1: especially the good quality beer that was more expensive than the cheap stuff.
0: You know why I might have to concede this one to you? Because I've already stuck my foot in my mouth once here. Okay. When we were talking about the restaurant and bringing roses around for $3, I, what business did I say I was going to go into? The business of bringing a six-pack of Sam Adams around and having... Yeah, okay. So I guess beer does count as a present.
1: Yes. And then I bring you cards, little cards to say how much I love and care about you and appreciate you Like the one I brought from when the maternity store with the little woman who's pregnant with the little belly button ring. Right. And then I also asked you, and I brought this point to you before, what is it that you would like to see from me? Because you have everything you want and need in life. (laughs) What can a woman bring to a guy? You know, we can't bring you flowers. So generally, we want to do things for you guys. I want to do things for you, but I can't do it unless you communicate What you need from me, what you would consider a great gift.
0: You know, we talk about this in the context of dating and male female relationships all the time around here. Right. Absolutely, the guy's supposed to have male leadership. He never wants to sit a woman in the car and go, okay, where do you want to go? Because the woman's going to go, oh, sheesh. (laughs) And the guy should have leadership and say, hey, you know what? I'm taking mental notes. I know what this woman likes, so that if I want to surprise her with something very nice and unexpected, notice i said unexpected not routine because she knows i give her a gift every time i see her Mm -hmm. then if i've taken those mental notes i will know what to give her what to bring her how to make her happy because i'm a male and i'm in a leadership position now generally i would say that applies to guys but you can expect a person male or female to say to you okay Here's the laundry list of presents I want from you. This is the place where a woman is going to have to show a little leadership and and take mental notes of her own. that's a cop-out. I don't think it's a cop-out. That's a cop-out
1: because I tell you what's important to me. I love flowers, okay? So you know that about me. You know how to surprise me in that department. Now, there were times I wanted to get you certain things and you beat me to the punchline.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, guys probably are pretty good at that, aren't they?
1: Like when you bought your truck. I wanted to get you that radar detector, but no. You went and bought it before I had a chance to get my paycheck to be able to afford it.
0: Come on, I'm a chronic lead foot. What kind of self-respecting guy (laughs) can't go without a radar detector? It could be disastrous.
1: So I couldn't help it, you know? you got to help me out. I can't read your mind. Although we do think alike.
0: Yes, we do. How often should a guy be giving a woman flowers, Emily? And what counts as flowers?
1: One carnation would count as a flower.
0: So when we were on vacation, right? Yes. Then what we were talking about there would count as having a guy having given you a flower. It counts as flowers.
1: Yes, absolutely. I thought that was so wonderful. Well, we were on the beach. Uh, you were drinking. What were they called?
0: Caperinis. caprinas. Caperinis. Yeah.
1: And uh, this lady comes around with flowers, and of course, my honey bought me a rose.
0: <laughs> Why?
1: Because you love me. That's right. Because you knew I love flowers.
0: That and I knew this podcast was coming up and I needed to (laughs) know about
1: it. (laughs) Motives, huh?
0: Guys, I think giving women flowers is terrific. Don't give flowers to a woman to try to buy affection. Give flowers to her because...
1: Of the kindness and just the sheer joy of wanting to bring a smile to her face. Yes,
0: because she is a flower and flowers represent her beauty back to her reflect her beauty you No, know,
1: that's her. interesting I have one more question for you yes I had asked this question of, of several people before uh, before we even met really right when a man brings a woman flowers what does that mean or if a man doesn't ever bring you flowers what does that mean and what I was told Tell. fascinating is the responses varied a lot they yeah. varied immensely it could mean that he's afraid of commitment and afraid of making a woman think that he likes her right and more so than what he really does right if he brings her no flowers at mm-hmm. all. Or if he does bring her flowers, he may be wanting something more from her, making wanting her to feel obligated to him. And it could be anything in between.
0: Well, that's my whole point. If you don't give her flowers, you don't get into these political brouhaha's.
1: No, no because you can lose a relationship by not showing the appreciation up for it.
0: By buying her something.
1: By not showing her that you care. Not showing your affections. Not saying I love you. Not bringing her flowers to show that you care about her.
0: Well, that's way beyond just flowers. but continue it
1: has meaning behind it if a man doesn't want to give you a flower because a 99 cent flower isn't going to break the bank i don't care how freaking poor you are it (laughs) won't break the bank okay okay if you can't do that you're not worth my time and space
0: i remember one time i brought you flowers that were about four bucks and you said well those were only like four bucks at heb did you not say that to me
1: I don't remember ever saying
0: that. Oh, you most certainly did. When we were talking about this, the first time we ever talked about this concept, and I was telling you about the times I did give you flowers, you were like, oh, yeah, big deal. That was only like four bucks on the way home from H-E-B. You know what? (laughs) I
1: don't don't ever remember saying that.
0: Well, everybody out in podcast land is going to have to trust me that she's having selective (laughs) memory loss here. Here's two things. I want to close this concept with two different questions for you. Wait,
1: wait, I didn't get to finish my thought. All right,
0: by all means, go ahead.
1: What I was trying to say, the reason why flowers, the whole topic on it is so important or why it brings so much emotion for everybody, men, women, whoever, is because there actually is meaning behind it. Right. When you give flowers or don't give them, no matter what the case is, it has a significant meaning to it. There's it sentiment can, behind it. They can have uh, interpret it different ways as well.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. You've actually dovetailed very, very nicely into what I was going to ask you anyway. Okay. Guy decides, yes, I'm going to give a woman flowers on our anniversary and on Valentine's Day at least twice a year.
1: Oh, gosh. The one time I hate it. <laughs> Valentine's Day, at ah! doesn't count.
0: Was that the manual buzzer? Yes. So the only time, then, you're saying that when a guy gives flowers that really counts is when he gives flowers for no apparent mandated reason. Absolutely. So on Valentine's Day or anniversary, that's expected flowers. That doesn't count. Right. Okay. Now. Go ahead.
1: If that's the only time you're going to do them, don't be surprised when women are resentful of it and Mm. it doesn't come across as appreciated. If you do it at other times of the year, just just for no reason... when you do it on special occasions, she's going to appreciate it.
0: Now, I know that there's also something that's very, very special in your heart and in your mind. What's that? Tell me about what it means to you when a guy gives flowers to a woman because he's screwed up and he's trying to fix it. Oh, God.
1: Oh, yes. Goodness. You're, you're talking about hitting a sore button. Wrong thing to do. Explain. And I think most women would agree with me on this. You give a woman flowers... Because you screwed up. You may have the right intentions in mind, but I will tell you, this is our viewpoint on this. It's a cop out. And I say this because this is a way of saying, Look, I'm sorry. Actually, you're not even trying to say you're sorry. You just want to get out of the doghouse. And you're begging and pleading to get out, and you're not really wanting to share or talk about what's going on. It's just an easy way out. Here's an easy fix. Here's some flowers. I'm forgiven. We're okay. Let's move on.
0: So. Like my original point. It
1: doesn't say, I love you, I care about you, let's talk. It doesn't um, say that at all.
0: Like my original point, the guy's trying to buy off the woman.
1: And it doesn't work.
0: It doesn't work at the beginning of the relationship when she barely knows you, and it doesn't work later in the relationship for the reasons you just said.
1: Because it's not for... okay. I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. In general, people don't know how to give a gift. It has to be purely from the heart to bring somebody joy.
0: The ulterior motives don't work.
1: If you have an ulterior motive, exactly. It will not work. We can read right through it and it becomes very resentful. And don't be surprised. Half the time your flowers end up in the trash can.
0: Guys, are you hearing this? If you give women flowers because it's like you're trying to buy her affection or buy your way into specific standing with her... It's not going to work. And I don't care if that's the beginning of the relationship or after you've already known each other and you're mad. That's the way it is. One last question. What? Let's say I buy a woman flowers. Mm -hmm. Have them sent to work because I really like her. And she comes back and says, well, thanks for the flowers, but you didn't get me the kind I like. Next time, why don't you give me the other kind because these aren't acceptable.
1: She's not acceptable. Why? Because she's a spoiled brat. If you can't appreciate something that someone's done for you, you'll never appreciate anything. She will never be satisfied with anything you do for her.
0: I agree with you 100% on that one. And so with that, we've come to the end of episode 28, which is The Battle of the Flowers.
1: I say this is my favorite podcast. Ever? Yeah. Why is that? I had fun with it. Yeah, well, I we too. always have fun. This one was more fun.
0: No guests, no nothing. <laughs> All right, you get a kiss.
1: I have a question. Do I get flowers when I give birth?
0: Of course, you get flowers when you give birth. I thought so. Because you've done hard work. Oh, yeah.
1: I would have earned them, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: you got flowers when I asked you to marry me, too.
1: I did. Oh, they were gorgeous. Yeah, of
0: course they were, because you're gorgeous. Mm. We would like for you to go visit our Frapper map. We are starting to get that thing built. And you know what? We're about two and a half pictures away from completing that little line of pictures at the bottom. So go visit us at www.frapper.com, front slash X-A-N-D-Y, and that's F-R-A-P-P-R. Pin yourself, tell us where you're from, leave a comment, and post a picture. And also go to our MySpace page, which we've just recently updated with pictures from our recent trip. And that's at www.myspace.com front slash X underscore and underscore Y. And we've also had some recent appearances on other shows that we're excited about. My buddy Steve Williams and I, co-host of the Chick Whisperer podcast, were just on Joseph W. South's Joseph Went South podcast. And that was exciting for us. We were talking about lots of things that relate to both men and women in dating. If you want to visit his cool podcast, that's at feeds.feedburner.com front slash... Joseph went south. Also, you just did a cool round table with Amy Waterman and Marie Forleo, didn't you?
1: I did. Make Every Man Want You More.
0: And that's a really cool program that those two have, isn't it, Emily? You know, we have a special uh, website set up so you can learn more about Amy in particular, and we'll have one set up for Marie soon. But right now, you can go to front slash Amy and learn more about what they're doing over their triple O relationships. But I listened to this round table you guys just did on. How to Make Every Man want You More. You enter some emails from women.
1: Right, we sure did.
0: And uh, it was real, real good stuff. So if you're on with Amy and Marie for the Make Every Man Want You More series, look for that special deal where they had our own Emily here joining for the roundtable. Yeah, cool and stuff.
1: What was great is that there were several questions. And no matter what background or what your, your situation is today, There was something in there that would apply or fit to your situation.
0: Yeah, excellent stuff. Truly excellent stuff. And I loved how you guys just passed the baton off to each other so seamlessly. All of you had a unique thing that you offered to that whole experience, and it came out really, really sharp. Also, finally, I'd love to announce to everybody that I'm now the weekly columnist for Clear Channel Communications and WOAI, NBC Channel 5 and 1200 AM here in San Antonio. And that's incredibly fun for me. Hopefully that'll lead to uh, having a syndicated column nationwide and being a go-to person for lots of different journalists around the country. So uh, big things happening here at X and Y Communications.
1: Very exciting.
0: If you would like to call this podcast... You can actually call us and leave a voicemail. And the number for doing that is area code 210-342-4400. Once again, that's area code 210-342-4400. It's really very simple, right? Yes, it is. We play your voicemail on this show and address your question and we give you a prize. Cool prizes from some of our friends. Oh, yes. And remember, you can go to podlines.com, P-O-D-L-I-N-E-Z.com, and find out how to listen to this podcast rather than playing it on your iPod. You can actually use your unused minutes on your cell phone and listen to us. Great when you're on a road trip after 9 o'clock. Just dial up the podcast and listen, even if your iPod's batteries are dead. And the number for doing that is area code 289-466-5002. Once again, that's area code 289-466-5002. Long-distance charges do apply, but hey, if you're on your cell phone and it's after hours, who cares, right? Until episode 29.
1: I'm Emily McKay.
0: I'm Scott McKay. Be good. And have fun. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joseph W. South and you are tuned in to Scott and Emily of X&Y on the fly. Great dating advice from Scott and Emily. And when you're finished listening to this show, go on over to Libsyn—that's joseph.libsyn.com L-I-B-S-Y-N, for the Joseph W. South Show. It's my very own rant on love, sex, relationships, and the business of life. The Joseph W. South Show. Copyright 2007, X and Y Communications. Be sure to visit Scott and Emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. Also, be sure to get their free daily mini-podcast, The Dating Cast Minute, at www.powermonogamy.com.